0: Here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Facilitator of Healing, Karen Leslie.
1: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, with, of course, myself, Karen Leslie, your host here every Wednesday. And I am so happy to be back with you again this week. It is such a joy to hang out with all of you and I so appreciate those of you who are watching live and never forget that if you are watching live you can please you know jump over to the inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and do forward slash chat room and you can join us live in the chat room and ask questions and be part of the conversation and today you know it might be a great day for you to join us because we are going to talk about resiliency or being resilient and the title today you know is being resilient keeping you stuck and I posted this you know on Facebook earlier and I've had a couple of comments like one person like oh I could actually see this another wow that's a really great question and you know others like I don't I don't know where you're going with this so this is awesome actually I'm really glad that the title of today's show has created some questions and some interest and possibly what are you talking about like this is crazy <laughs> whatever it might be but I'm happy to have any response I really I truly am and I when I thought about doing a show on being resilient And then I started to spend some time with it, sitting with it, hold my cards like I do. It was like this big aha moment. I saw this word resilient in a way that I had never, ever, ever thought about before. And it was like light bulbs going off left, right and center. It was like, oh, my God, I wonder if other people look at it this way. I'm sure some of you do. But my... My initial response was, I don't think many people will look at it the way I just saw it. So we're going to explore this a lot today. And we're going to be looking at it from pros and cons, as I always try to do with any topic that I have that I'm sharing with you. I feel when I do that, that, well, it's more than just a show. It's almost like a a mini class where I'm sharing with you information and what wisdom I'm able to tap into to pass along for you to then take and decide, ah, this works for me, or that's interesting. I'm going to try that. Or it might be, ah, no, I don't agree with that at all. And if that's the case, that's cool. Just leave that information alone. Let it go. It can just hang out with Karen and just take the bits and pieces, that feel correct to you that feel like you can relate to them and work with them and all the rest of it it doesn't matter totally doesn't matter so now when we look at resilient or resiliency generally we look at it as being something very positive it's a a good quality somebody would i'd say that you know oh they're so resilient so many things have happened in their life but they're always you know, coming back from it, they're always coming out of it, whatever the words may be. And But it's a, a term or a statement that they're making that really is full of admiration or praise, but it's very much in the positive light. We ourselves will, if we hear that from another person, we'll think, oh, thank you, Like that feels good that somebody's recognizing that I am being resilient. Or we'll look within ourselves and find that energy within us to be resilient, to do something again that we need to do, to get through something again that is presenting itself to us. And when we know we're resilient, we can rely on that that strength, that energy, that frequency that is within us to draw upon it and to help us to do whatever it is that has just presented itself to us,
2: all looked at as being very, very positive. When I
1: looked at the idea of this and then went to my etymology, which If you've been following for a while, you know that I love going and checking out the meaning of words. So back in the 1640s, resilient, because the word resiliency didn't exist in the dictionaries back then. So I needed to work with the word resilient. So resilient means springing back, returning to the original position. Or it was also quoted as saying, bounce back. None of that will probably surprise you,
2: right? Because it fits with what I was just saying, you know, springing back, bouncing back to where you were.
1: What caught my eye and my attention, though, was those words
2: saying returning to the original position. So what if every time we draw in that energy of being resilient. We do
1: whatever it is that's required of us. And we bounce back.
2: We return to the original position. Which means actually, how to phrase this. So if you were just over here
1: and something happened and you moved in a different direction to take care of it,
2: with the resiliency, then you're gonna come back to exactly where you were. You're no farther ahead, you're no farther behind. Your mind and your body
1: do everything it can to bring you back to where you were moments, if not seconds, before you were required to draw on your resiliency. I'm having some trouble speaking today with these Invisalign, S's and C's and things blah, are a bit of a challenge. So I chose words weeks ago before having these in my mouth that are causing me some trouble. So if if you're having trouble understanding me, um, my apologies, but there's not much I can do about it in the moment. So anyways, uh, when when we're bouncing back or recovering, right, it's awesome because... It's helping our mental, emotional, and our physical bodies. We go into a period of possibly stress or fear or something that's causing us to kind of shore ourselves up, do what's needed to do, and get through it is often the way we look at it. When we're in all of that motion, those frequencies and those energies, they have an effect on our body the cells of our body, and they have very strong effect on the mind and all those files that the mind keeps going as to what we need to think and what we should be doing. And it will, your mind will be very active, looking for similarities and looking for you to do the same things and bring in the same energies to get through whatever has presented itself. What you are essentially doing is using old programming for the situation that currently showed itself to you. Because your mind, remember, your mind only works on the past. Just nanosecond before you speak, that's that's as far as it can go to way back. It cannot look forward into the future. That's your body's job. So when you're working with this old programming, these old files, and your mind is giving you uh, coping techniques and ways to look at a situation and thoughts to think, actions to take, it's all based on the past. It works majority of the time, perhaps for some of you, all of the time. And you get through whatever it is, you bounce back. You return to the original position, all based on history, all based on your past. And as a result, you are going to not find an easy way to move forward, to create
2: change. I hope that's making sense. It is. It's so clear in my head, how this works. And so when
1: sometimes it's it's like just crystal clear to me, I can maybe struggle to find the words to share it with you. So, you know, if you are, if you're listening and you've got questions, by all means, please, you know, join us in the chat room and write them in. Or if you're listening to this later uh, and you've got questions, you know, send me an email, right? karen at karenlesley.ca and we can have a short conversation and help answer any questions that you may have so why do i feel like i can talk about this other than my big aha moment i had
2: i think the topic came up because i have been told that i'm very resilient With
1: all the decades of struggles that I have had in the wide arena of mental health um, and a couple of physical health difficulties, uh, people have have commented, you know, that Karen, you're really resilient. You always bounce back. You get through things. You make the best of what's happening around you. Like, you know, it's all said with admiration and love, and I've always taken it very kindly.
2: Um, I've often felt like I wanted to reject those words. There was a sense
1: of, for me, that if I was being too resilient, then that meant I was stuck here to stay forever, to be perfectly honest. If I was so resilient, then would I ever follow through on my desires and plans that I did have? for suicide so there was a a part of me that didn't like the word but there was a greater part of me that knew people were being very kind like they were being very supportive they wanted to encourage me to keep going to keep being here to keep looking for ways to help you know to get out of the anxiety disorder and the deep depressions and whatever else I was going going on in my life
2: so I know where it was from But I, I did struggle with it at times. There's no question about it.
1: When I look back on my life and where I've been, and what I've done, majority of that time when people were complimenting me and encouraging me, you know, you've got this. The majority of that time, I was bouncing back only to where I was. So, yes, I got through that those those times length of time doesn't matter in this moment, but those times when I truly you know wanted to take my life, and those times when the anxiety was so severe that i I would truly be in like a state of paralysis i I couldn't do anything
2: when I got through them though. It never changed that those things didn't come back.
1: It just took me back to that original place that I started before the escalation of something. Or before a situation in my family, my extended family, my friends, whatever it might be, that I chose to rise to the occasion to do something to help. And I think that's why that term that definition of returning to the original position hit me so hard and made so much sense, and why I saw it or saw the word resilient in
2: such a different way. It's okay for you to not be able to relate to this, and to
1: be honest, I really hope you can't because that would mean that you. You've had a different experience than I've had, and that would be wonderful. So I don't want to put it down on the word resilient. It is a positive word. It is something that when somebody says it to you, it's meant to be encouraging, and it's meant for you to take it in an encouraging way. I, though, would love to have you understand this other side, the second side to this word. And we're going to talk about it more when we get back from our break. And we're going to do so in a way that will help you understand with working with the energy of resiliency, how you can maybe actually change that energy, change that frequency, and have it be a contribution to you. And let's see if we can get this word more well-rounded on a positive sense. Okay. On that note, I wish to have you all come back. After our commercial here, again, we are on the Inspired Choices Network. Here with myself, Karen Leslie, I'm grateful for you being here today. And as I say, after the commercial, we will look at the flip side of resiliency. So don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. eager to hear your message the world awaits contact us today to become an inspired choices network radio host email become a host at Network.com. this is cultivating kindness with karen to participate in the program join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca now back to the program
1: Welcome back, everybody. Okay. So resiliency. I'm going to share with you the two cards that I pulled when this idea popped into my head a while ago. I went to look at my decks, and there's one called Angel Dreams. And that's the one that was kind of, well, actually, it was almost kind of sparkling when I looked at it. And that was the one that wanted to be uh, used. Two cards fell out. And one was called Travel. Travel. And the other was called Moonstone. And I thought, I don't understand. Often when I see the name of a card, I get a sense right away, um, sort of my own intuitive hit as to what the card will be telling me. And then I'll read the description and I'll sort of fill in a little bit more of the information that way. But I will. It's very rare that I would look at a card and go, like, travel. What has this got to do with any of this? Well, The cards are never wrong. I've never pulled a card and, and thought, nope, that didn't work, put it away and then do it again. It was really interesting. It talked about paying attention to how you are piloting your life. So it had, it was nothing to do with I'm going on a trip, although there were sections, I guess, that I could interpret that, that I was going to be Physically traveling somehow, whether it be a train or an airplane or whatever it might be. But it was pay attention to how you are piloting your life.
2: Are you in charge of the direction in which you are traveling? Okay, that's cool. Because when I read the definition, the etymology,
1: right, we're bouncing back. And this is asking to be aware. Of are you piloting in the direction you wish to travel? So another way of saying that is like you know, who's driving the bus, who's driving the car, are you sitting in the back seat, you know, things like that. So that, that made sense. That was cool.
2: And then the second card, moonstone, it talked about repeating patterns. And it it spoke about coming off autopilot. And I thought, okay,
1: they are directly connected. I get this. This makes far more sense to me now. So when we are going to come off autopilot, first we need to know we're on it, (laughs) right? If you're not aware of something, you can't change it. You can't. If your belief pattern is very set and firm, then you're not going to be aware that it may not be working for you. So without that awareness, then you'll continue with that belief and just hold on to it because from from that perspective in that moment, everything's fine. But when you are aware that something's going on and you would like to change it, that's when you get the opportunity. So step one, am I on autopilot? The ways that we can see if that's what's going on for us is Do you have repeating patterns, things that keep coming up in your life? Do you ever say to yourself, oh, here we go again or here I go again? How many times have I done this before? How many times have I been here? Or not again, right? Like many exclamation points at the end of it, not again. Those are just a couple of examples of thoughts that you may have or words you may actually say out loud that are an indication that you're on autopilot. You're not directing your travel. You're not making every decision or choice as to where you're going or where you would like to be heading. You could be in the passenger seat. You could be co-piling. But you're still not number one. That's still not Okay. Or you could be in the back of a very long limo and not have a clue where you're going because all the windows are tinted so dark that basically you're sitting in the dark on your own. Wherever you are, not a problem. It only becomes something you want to change when you become aware of it and think, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. Or parts of this aren't working for me anymore. And then you can make the changes. These Phrases these words, they're all red flags. you are not piloting your life. You are not piloting the direction you wish to travel. It's so important to understand this, so we've got this bouncing back aspect, so we're going back to where we started when we are being resilient, right Remember in the first segment, not a bad thing, but what's missing? is the awareness that you're just going back to where you were, where you started. It doesn't give you an opportunity to look for any wisdom, learning, new information that may have come through. It may have been there, most likely was there. But your mind and the brain, the way they're working together, is looking only for evidence that supports your belief system, right? That uh, reticular activating system in the brain, its job is to seek out information that validates or reinforces your belief systems. So you will be on autopilot most of the time when you go into resiliency, everything you're going to be fed from your mind and Even actions from your body, because it loves the chemical responses from those thoughts. Don't discount that. They wish you to keep doing things in the same fashion because the evidence shows that it works, it got you through it. There'll be circumstances that will always be different, um, but the frequency, the energy that you're drawing on, will be very consistent. We can work with the same frequency, even though our outer circumstances can be very different. That same frequency will be brought forward for you to assist you. And your body and your mind will choose the ones that worked in the past. So as a result, you'll miss things. As I said, you'll miss some of that wisdom, some of that new information, some... Teachings and things that will come out of it. And for those of you who who really um, find support and value and and comfort even in looking for what was the lesson here that, that was there for me to understand or learn based on the situation I was just
2: in. There will often still be a repeating pattern in that lesson. It will
1: be—I oh, don't know—reminding you, reminding you, or giving you information on anything.
2: Um, I'm drawing a blank. I'm, not, I'm trying to pick up on who's, li- who's listening live, and
1: to be honest, I've got some people that are quite far away, and I can't quite get it. But that's okay. So an example for myself then, when I was being resilient and
2: just going back to the same spot would be, okay, I got through this. I'm out of that paralysis with the anxiety. I did a really good job.
1: I'm happy that I'm past this. But I would still think the same thing next time. Okay, I got through it again. Well done. What was what was there here that I needed to learn? I would base it on some of the different circumstances that caused That intense anxiety. I never looked at or even thought to look at the core that was the same that put me into those intense anxiety attacks each time. I looked on the surface, and that wasn't wrong. And that's all I knew. But I missed an opportunity to gather a lot more information that would have possibly change the outcome and the circumstances. I
2: was on autopilot using resiliency. Being resilient really is an autopilot response. I hope that makes sense.
1: It wasn't until I started to understand more how the mind works and the brain that I started to be able to recognize the patterns, the autopilot that I was on in a lot of my thinking. um, Understanding that all my thoughts were not necessarily mine, vast majority weren't mine. So I learned how to distinguish between what was mine and what wasn't mine, move out the clutter. Um, I also learned how to deal more in the spirit realm, dealing with entities and whatever words you want to call it, and knowing their influence on me and getting rid of that as well. All to give me more clarity, because I was moving things out of the way that prevented me from seeing what was happening. And those things kept me on autopilot, just like being resilient was an autopilot response.
2: It just brought me back to that original position again. Okay. Did it help me? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Did
1: I find I was helping myself more with when I changed my understanding and was open to different awarenesses? Absolutely. So much so. But it didn't make where I was or what I was doing wrong. Right. When we make a choice to do something different, please, please understand that it doesn't mean the previous way of doing something was incorrect. If it was working for you, if it was causing you no harm, if it wasn't making you worse. And and even if it was all those things, it was a choice you made and that's okay. You had your reasons for making it, even if they were unconscious. So please don't go back into judgment about all of that. It's a choice you made and you decided to make a different one. And that's all I'm bringing to you today with the word resilient. The understanding of how it brings us back to where we were, how it really runs just on autopilot. And none of it is wrong.
2: However, you can use the energies and the frequencies of resiliency in a way
1: to benefit you in a manner that you maybe haven't experienced yet. So on that note, we're gonna pause. So we'll come back and we'll look at how to work with the frequencies of resiliency, how to work with that energy that's already inside every single one of you, how to work with it in a different way. Okay, on that, Please return after these commercials. I would love to carry on this conversation with you. I'm Karen Leslie. You can find me on all the different social media platforms. I would love for you to connect. I would love for you to like and share this episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, or any of the ones that you can find under the podcast on Inspired Choices Network, or any of the platforms that you love to listen to your podcast on. You can find me there. See all of the different shows that I've been doing and please share them with people that you think may be able to gleam a little bit of different information, or I may be able to pro- provide a little bit of hope or some tools for them. It would mean a lot to me if you would do that. So don't go away. We will be right back with you and we'll continue this conversation. Thanks everyone.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So, what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week, as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for continuing to hang out with me. In the, well, as to we say this afternoon, but at the moment, that's what it is for me. So wherever you are in the world, whatever time of day or evening it is for you, I so appreciate you being here. So before we went on that short break, I was saying, OK, let's see about looking at the energies and the frequencies of being resilient that we all naturally have, because we have all been resilient. Even if you in this moment can't think of a time when you have been resilient for something. Honest, you have. It is absolutely has happened in your life at least once, if not thousands and thousands of times. It's part of that built-in package that the mind and the brain have to keep us alive, to keep us safe, and to keep us here on this wonderful, beautiful planet. So using them with coming out of autopilot would be a fabulous way To engage these frequencies or to engage this energy within you that is, as I said, already there.
2: It's to me, it's an energy that we that we arrive with. It's beyond
1: survival instinct or basic instincts like that. I don't get that it's the same thing when was saying that in this moment, because I've never actually thought of it that way before, to be honest. but I do, I feel like it's part of our basic blueprint. It's part of our basic structure when we are born, this resiliency. And I mean, when you look at young children who have you know, a really difficult time, whether it's physical or mental um, difficulties, handicaps, illnesses, diseases, whatever it might be that's making life really hard for them, and you watch them, and you see how they accept
2: the support that's on around them, that's resiliency. And that's an awesome
1: way to witness it in another person. When we become adults, we look at it a little bit differently. And that's when we start to recognize more that we're on autopilot. But that autopilot at those young ages can be life saving. Like, I really believe we arrive with these frequencies. You don't have to go looking for it. And maybe the word frequencies you can't relate to. Um, and that's okay. I just, I work with frequencies. I work with energy all the time. And I'm able to tap into or when I'm working one on one with a client or, or even in groups, pick up on different energies, different awarenesses. And then I go into question. Hey, what is this? What am I aware of here? And my intuition and my ability to read energy kicks in and it gives me information. You can do this as well. This is, it's, is it a special gift? No, I get a no. It's not a special gift. We all have the ability to do this. It's whether we would like to or not. And you don't have to. For me, It's fun, it's fascinating, it's always different, it's always changing and requiring me to change and evolve and grow and to be open to more and more awarenesses. So when we want to work with resiliency or being resilient and something comes up in your life and you thinking, okay, You may have some of those red flag sayings, oh, here we go again, or not again, or whatever. How am I going to get through it this time? Whatever those words are, those are your indications, right? That you're going into autopilot, so you have a choice in that moment. Say, okay, is there something different I can do? Or what is required
2: of me in this moment? And then just let yourself pause. See what comes up. Now, this would also be in circumstances where it's obviously not
1: life or death. If something major, something like that occurred around you, then by all means, the brain is going to take over and do its job brilliantly to get you out of that circumstance. I'm talking about different situations in your life that are how to respond to a friend when they, they call and say, hey, I really need your help. Can you go and do or whatever it is for me? Or can you just sit and listen to me? I just need to rant. Nothing wrong with either of those requests. But how you respond to them will most likely be on autopilot. So That's just to give you an idea as to
2: what you do on a regular basis. When you have, um hmm,
1: okay, yeah, we'll go with illness. When you've got illness in the family or illness within yourself and you have lots of appointments or you have lots of unknowns, how you're going to deal with those will be by drawing up that energy to follow through, to get yourself to where you need to be. Then once you're there, it's done, You're back, right? You're back at where you were
2: prior to needing your resiliency. Use questions. Ask questions.
1: Anytime we ask a question, we change the energy that's around us and within us instantly, like instantly. Snap of a finger, blink of an eye, whatever you want. That sends a different chemical response into your body and into your brain that will have the cells of your body respond in a different way. And it will jar that automatic response and that automatic frequency that has come up, giving you an opportunity to adjust it, to look for one that's different,
2: to look for a different choice you can make. There's someone I know, I'm not going to, you know, say who it is or anything, but there's been a person in my life for
1: a long time who has struggled for a lot for different reasons. And this individual, I was the go-to person for this person to seek assistance, seek help, quasi seek healing, although they necessarily weren't always interested in my method of doing things. When I would pick up the phone or read a message or something or be in person, there was resiliency taking place. There was me like, okay, I can do this. Okay, here we go again. That's okay. I've got this. And we always, both the individual and myself, we kept repeating the pattern. We kept coming back to the same thing over and over again. I didn't do anything different. I was resilient. Yes, I was there for this person until I chose to do something different, until I was open to seeing the pattern that my resiliency was actually enabling in them and enabling it in myself. Did I feel good about helping them feel a little better? Yeah, of course I did. Was part of me looking for that, to repeat that? My body was absolutely, my brain for sure, wanted those chemical hits again. It liked that dopamine, that, yeah, okay, I helped them, I feel better. But nothing changed. There was that autopilot going on. I was pulling files, old files, old programming that I, my brain and mind knew had worked in the past, so let's just do it again. Until I've decided to look at it differently. Okay, hold on. Here we go again. What can I do differently to help this time?
2: What can I choose for me that will be helpful this time? Does that make sense?
1: I'm looking to see what I can do. I'm still working with that energy of resiliency. I'm still there to be that support person. But if I would like a different outcome, then what can I change? I can't expect this other person to change. That is 100% unkind. That's me going into judgment. That's me going into being superior. That's me going into all other energies that I don't want to bring to the conversation when I'm there trying to help. I can only look at me. What can Karen change? What can Karen say differently? What frequency, what energy can I be that will come from my aura, go to theirs that's different, that may be a contribution to them? If I'm unwilling to look at what I'm doing, then I'm going to stay doing the same thing. Never, ever should I,
2: there's the word should, I know. But should I be looking for that person to change? If I change
1: and do something different when I am going in to be that support person, even though it's like, okay, here we go again. What other outcome can I have? And I did change things. And it did create change on the other side for this individual. And it created change for myself. And to be honest, it created empowerment for me. It it made me feel I still got those dopamine hits. Like I still got, okay, I know this
2: was of help. I felt good about being there. But I came off of autopilot. I came
1: to a place where I could use being resilient and being there and getting through the situation with a different outcome.
2: And that changed how I go into situations and scenarios now. I can't
1: say all the time, but I can say often. My brain got different different chemicals, my mind started going, wait, what's going on? What just happened? You don't do that. You've never done that before. And then, right, the reticular activating system, it kind of kicks into gear because I liked it. And so it's looking to support me. It's looking for evidence that what I did, what I chose, what I said was okay, was correct, that it supported
2: a belief system that i had just brought in that was new and it changed so much i i hope i hope that makes sense to you it was using resiliency
1: in a new way for me that created a new outcome for myself and it did create a different outcome for the other person even though that wasn't my intent my intent my
2: What's the word I want? Not belief. The contribution I wanted to be in that conversation
1: was to be supportive and helpful and kind to the other individual. Not that I was never not trying to be those before, but I wanted a new way of doing it so that we could have a new outcome, so that we wouldn't bounce back to the original point again. We are at, my goodness, our final break. So we need to take a couple of minutes here and we will come back, I promise, afterwards. And I hope you will join me here for Cultivating Kindness with Karen, where we're talking about is being resilient, keeping you stuck. If you've just joined us, don't go away. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes and I would encourage you to go back and listen to the show from the very beginning so that it will make a little more sense when we return. And I try to round this all up together and make sense of it for you all. So thanks everybody, don't go away. We will be back in just a couple of moments.
0: We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Well, here we are. Thank you for joining me again. And we are in our last few minutes of today's show. A little bit more complicated, perhaps, topic that I've been sharing with you today and understanding what it means to be resilient, how we've looked at the word resilient and what happens with it. It's a wonderful, wonderful energy. It's one that we, we strive to bring up, to be with. It's one we rely on to bring that energy up when it's required to get through different circumstances, to get through tedious moments in our life it doesn't have to be dramatic or scary or life-threatening resiliency gets us through our day you know um it can be that energy that comes up to get you to do that activity to exercise to wash those dishes to study something that needs your, your attention that energy of resilience will come up when you are facing struggles to actually do that task. So it's wonderful, absolutely. And as I was mentioning earlier, I believe it's an automatic built-in survival system that's in each and every single one of us. There is also, right, the other side to it. This bouncing back, this going back to the original position prior to requiring that energy of being resilient, that takes us back to where we were. And that's the mind's goal. Get you through it, do what you need to do, and then bring you back into that space prior to you not wishing to do something, not looking forward to doing something, being afraid to do something, or whatever it might be. Now, it feels good. When we bounce back, when we go back to that spot, because it's familiar and the body and the mind, brain, love, love familiarity. It likes status quo. It likes homeostasis. It doesn't like disruptions. It doesn't like a lot of new stuff. It needs to adapt to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we need to understand it. So when. When we come through it and we think, oh, great, that got through that. Oh, that worked well. Oh, super. And there's that familiar sense, that familiar chemical response in our body, as well as maybe some of that dopamine that you're you're proud of yourself for what you
2: just accomplished, that you did this. And that keeps us stuck. That. Prevents us
1: from having more awareness and understanding of what else can change. And if you just joined, like the previous segment, I went into a personal situation with a little more detail as to how I was required from my perspective to change what I was doing in a support position for an individual. That resiliency came up all the time in order for me to be there. But when I made a different choice, when I asked questions, When I shifted the energy, that familiar, just go-to autopilot energy, I created a different outcome. I learned, I gained wisdom, I gained knowledge, I gained empowerment to know that I can use this built-in energy of being resilient in ways that I'm not even aware of in this moment. It's wide open as to what I can do with this, and that is fabulous that is exciting to me Any time I can get myself off autopilot and be the person that's you know directing my travel as we talked about at the very beginning that I'm piloting the directions I wish to go, then I know even more is available for me, and when more is available for Karen, then that means. More is available for you, for everyone I know, and the world in general that I don't even know, because my frequencies change, my energy changes, the aura around me, my energy fields, they all change. And it's like that ripple effect. It goes out and it helps others. It goes out and it provides healing or awareness or something new. They may just, people will just become aware of something that they don't understand. And that little tweak will make them go, what is that? They ask a question. Or they don't. And they think, ah, eh, don't want to pay attention to that. And that's okay, too. But it's up to me to look after Karen. It's up to you to look after you. If you need assistance on learning how to do this, reach out. Honest. I'm, I I excel at helping people to, to find These different frequencies and energies within themselves and how to work with them, how to get out of autopilot and pre-programming and all of these things that keep life exactly as it is. If you want more, then you must go within yourself because that growth and that space of change is in every single one of us. But you need to look and you need to know it's there. So that's one of the reasons I'm here to tell you it is there and would you like to do anything with it? I'm so grateful for you being here. Thank you for learning more about resiliency. Next week, we have a great topic, free yourself from expectations. So I hope you'll join me. It's kind of a great one on the heels of what we're doing today expectations really play a big part in our lives and not often in a healthy way. So until then, sending you all waves of kindness. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Garrett is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.